What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 74 of the TryingIndos.com podcast. One of your hosts, Steve, the main dude behind TryingIndos.com. Uh, with me, as always, is Brett. What's up, everybody? Happy Mother's Day. That's Oh, thank you for the reminder. I gotta call mom. Just in case we have any mothers who listen to the show, <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. There might be a few mothers. Well, I don't know if there's any patrons that are mothers, because they get the podcast early on uh, on the Sunday. True. Uh, you can find out more on Patreon.com slash TryingIndos. Uh but I'm, I gotta imagine that there's some, there's at least one mother. Or. Possibly. Or guardian. Female guardian. Possibly. That is, uh. Let's listen to podcasts. If so, let us know on, on Twitter at Tronagandos. <laughs> Certainly people with mothers, and that counts. Yeah. There's that as well. So, happy Mother's Day. I gotta call my mom after this. Although it's still early. We record this early, so I, got, I still got time. I got lots of time. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, my brothers were, I mean, we have a WhatsApp app. For the my brothers and I, so the three of us, and uh, one lives in Winnipeg, one lives at home with like in the same um, town as my mom, uh, and then I live in Toronto. Right. And so we're always getting them to do shit for us to like pick up flowers or whatever. And so there was a fight like last night on the WhatsApp just about like ordering flowers and stuff. And <laughs> nothing, no, nothing like a holiday for a little bit of family drama. So, so between last night and this morning, you forgot it was Mother's Day. Uh, yeah, it's early. What do you want from me? Gotta get some ginkgo biloba in your system, bud. Some what? Yeah, bud. Gotta get some, some brain juices going. What's a ginkgo? Yeah, That's rough. <laughs> What's rough. the thing you said? You might have, you might have, uh, you know, I don't know, some early on set there, my friend. <laughs> Be pretty early on. I'm only 30. <laughs> it that happens. Happen. It happens. Shit, really? <laughs> Website's canceled. <laughs> That other voice you hear is uh, composing Dan. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. That's all right. the mothers. Yeah, at least me and Dan remembered. Mothers and grandmothers. Yes. Um, I like the I like how we started the last episode with the games we've been playing. So let's let's talk about that. What what games have we been playing this last week? Brett, what have you been playing? Uh, what have I been playing? Really, nothing. It's been a dry week for games for me. Other than playing Tiny Rails, because um, like work's just been insane, so I've been working pretty late, so I haven't been getting too many game time, much game time in this week. So I've just been playing what I'm making. Um, did I play anything else? No, that's pretty much been it for me. It's been a rough week. Rough week, no games. What a great week. Well, it is a great week in theory, but like rough week for not for playing games. Yeah. How um. I've always, I've always thought that? this. It's my, it's my computer fan. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm looking, I'm trying to look up the patrons. If I do too much, my computer just starts to freak out. Yeah, uh, I see. Yeah, it's overclocking. How do you? So let me ask you. Because you always, whenever we ask you what games you've been playing, you always start off with like the games that you're actually making. How do you balance, uh, like games that, like, for me, I get burnt out on games sometimes. If I play games for. Eight hours. Like the other day, I was I was playing Zelda, and then I was just like, okay, right. I need a break from this. Right. And that's just me casually enjoying playing experience. Whereas for game designers and whatever, you're like trying to get to nitty gritty and like trying to figure, like trying to you know analyze yeah. more of the scenario. How right. how do you like avoid like burnout or like how do you kind of just say okay enough trains for today? Um, I think I'm kind of insane. 
Are you are you a little bit of an outlier? <laughs> yeah, probably. I probably I probably am. Because uh, like I don't know. I maybe I've just conditioned myself. Yeah. Because I've been playing forever, like countless hours in a day, right? So it's not um, it's not unusual for me to just keep playing. Like even when I come home, I could probably still keep playing if I wanted to. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. always wondered that about like reviewers and stuff too. Like they they just constantly review games. Or like I read uh, before Zelda came out that uh, the lead producer designer I forget who specifically said that they had beaten Zelda like four times right in the last like month before the game came out just to kind of like from start to finish like yeah. doing different things at different times. Wow. Yeah. And I'm just like, how the hell? Like I just beat Zelda the other day. And clocked in at like around sixty hours. Like how? Like I like that boggles my mind. And that was over like two months. Yeah, I think it just like you just you just it just comes with the job too, right? Like you know that you're going to be playing this tiny rails feature like for two to three weeks straight until it's done, right? Yeah. So you just kind of know, and then like when you go home, you just play more games. That's that's usually how it works, right? But I do don't you, know. Do you ever? Uh... Do you ever go into work and then, like, after work, you're like, oh, I can't wait to go home and play Zelda or Overwatch or whatever. And then after, like, playing your own stuff for six, seven, eight right. hours, you're just like, oh, I don't want to go home and play Overwatch or no. Zelda or whatever. No? Not really. It's a very different experience, probably, like, very different games, right? Like, the problem that I find is, um, like, when I'm working by myself, see, like, yeah. like, Brett, he works with by himself a lot too, I'm sure, but he also has like a team hmm. and yeah. people that he works with and works for and whatnot and work for him. And, you know, you're probably forced to constantly reset your objectivity when there's other people chiming in on things. Right. And when you're by yourself, your objectivity is pretty, it's pretty quick for it to like just totally go out the window. Yeah. And you get burnt out like yeah. a little bit faster, you know? And then I know like when I was teaching guitar lessons, I would sit there and teach guitar for like eight hours and then I'd go home and I wouldn't want to play guitar again. You know what I mean? I'd be like burnt right. out on guitar. Um, but I'd sit down at the keys or something like that. Right. Cause like, uh, like right now I'm designing three games. So I'm doing what I do at work. I'm designing and then I come home and I have two other projects that I'm designing right now. So I just like, I don't know. I just, I'm so used to it where it's just like, I switch my brain off and start my next project, you know? Mm. And then, like, I also have, like, comedy in there, too. So I get, like, my brain just switches off from that to that. You know, it just, it just, it's just, I, I don't know. I've always found it easy to unfocus myself on things or just fully focus on one. So Right. So I was talking to a friend this week who uh, was a big gamer with me back in the day and it's kind of fallen out of the out of it a little bit. Yeah. And and he and he's a programmer, not for not for games. Just uh, I don't really actually know what area, but he's a pro, he's a programmer. So I was like, oh, why? Like, why did you get out of gaming? Like, why? Like, there was Mass Effect that came out because he was a big Mass Effect fan, and and Skyrim and Fallout and all this stuff because those are the type of games he liked. And he was saying like, oh, you know, after like eight nine hours of programming at work, I come home and the last thing I want to do is like sit in front of my computer and play games. Right. And, I was, and in my head, I was like, yeah, I can see that, but that's why I have, like, the PS4, because I can just lie on the couch. And I know there's ways to get Steam on the TV and stuff like that, but, yeah. like, that that's where it kind of draws for me. Because I also, I don't program, but I spend most of my work day on, in front of a computer screen. Yeah. But when I come home, I, like, it's different for me, so. Yeah, everyone's different. Yeah. 
Because cool. like I know I know programmers too that are just exactly like that. They'll program all day, but then when it's time like nighttime, they're like, "Yeah, I'm not playing any games," or they have other hobbies, so they don't fizzle out. That's the one thing you gotta watch out is fizzling out, right? Sure. So especially with programmers, but like I don't know, I've been doing this for so long where it's just like I love doing it. That like I think if I hated doing it, then I'd be like, "Oh man, I I don't want to do this anymore," or like. Or if I treat, I, I, cause I don't treat my job like a job. I don't call it like, oh, that's my job kind of thing, you know? It's like, I, I don't look at it as a job. Like, I'm not swinging a hammer. That's a job, you know? This is like me having fun. So, I don't know. Maybe I just have a different approach when I look at it too. I'm, I'm enjoying it way too much. So. That's right. Um, sorry, we got a little bit sidetracked there. Dan, what games have you been playing? What have I been playing? Um, this week I played and beat. I went back and did uh, something off the list: the unfinished Swan. Oh yeah, yeah. I played and beat that to, uh, yesterday. Cool. What What did you think of it? It was very like kind of tech demo-y to me. Well, I there one the one level with the blueprint, the blueprint level where you have to like set up the the blocks and. Oh yeah, yeah. That that certainly to me felt a little bit like that, um, but uh, the rest of it, I was pretty into. I, I it looked to me like a, like a stylized thing, especially the first level, especially the ending of the game. I didn't like the. See, I'm, I'm forgetting the ending. It's been a while since I played it, but I, I didn't like the the growing one. Um, I didn't like that one, eh? No. So if you haven't played Unfinished Swan, uh, it's a indie game from a few years ago now, um, and it's first person, and the, it starts off with just a white kind of campus and you throw this black ball thing and then that's the paint that's sort of guiding um it starts painting the world or whatever so everything's white and then you're throwing these black balls and and then it's kind of building the path for you and then they have like other different gimmicks and stuff like throughout the game like the one i don't really like is you throw a kind of green ball at a wall and it grows these vines and you have to kind of use that to traverse through a town well you throw you throw water and the and the vines grow towards it right oh yeah yeah right you're right that's right it's uh I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the music I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed the the little bits of voice acting and the storytelling, and it was, I thought it was cute. I thought it was uh, pretty. Uh, like the, the thing is, is they sort of had this mechanic, and then they really kind of milked it, and they treated it like instead of combining the mechanics, which they do it in the last chapter, they combine them a little bit. But instead of combining the mechanics, like every level just kind of focuses on a mechanic, which yeah. I guess is why a lot of people could. Uh, you know that that the thought of of it being a little bit like a tech demo did cross my mind too when I was playing it, but uh, I let that kind of fade to the background and just enjoyed the game for what it was. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty easy to please. You know, I don't like hate a lot of games, but yeah. um, you're not the Brett Meeser of this podcast. No, I'm more like a seven out of ten <laughs> default than a four out of ten. <laughs> I don't hate games. <laughs> He's just he just has high, really high standards. No, <laughs> we already playing. went through this. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah. I don't hate games. If I hated games, why am I even in this business? It's more of a loathing. There's no loathing. <laughs> if you hate it so much, you're like the only one thing can fix these piece of shit games. It's Brett. <laughs> Brett. <laughs> farming. 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 Unfinished Swans of four out of ten. You should have added some farming. I, I would have given it. I would have given it a good grade. I don't like giving games grades, but uh, I had fun with it for. For like three hours, and that was uh, 
Yeah. yeah, I think it's worthy of a, of a of a download, but I wasn't. People were kind of comparing it to Journey and and the, that studio, because um, right. and and to me it wasn't like it's not like well, just because it was the same creators or whatever. Uh, no, they're not the same creators, same but publishing. same sort of like well, they're all. I think it's like a Sony published thing. It's basically like a Sony indie sort of more arty studio. But they, um, whoever, there's some sort of relation, right? Because there's an, uh, a Journey Easter egg in Unfinished Swan. Oh, is there? Yeah, I think it's, it's. I'm not sure if it's the same publisher, it's the same creator, or if it's like you know, same people worked on a certain aspect of the game. The the giant giant. Oh, what are they called? Giant Sparrow. I think. I don't know. To be honest, I had kind of forgotten all about that game until you brought it up. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And then, um, what else was there? Did I play anything else? I played. Um, Did you clean up uh, Horizon? I haven't cleaned up Horizon. No, that's still sitting there waiting for me. Richard. Um. Yeah, I, th- I did something else. I can't. I can't think of what it was exactly at the moment, but I did play something else this week. That's fair. Um, yeah, and I'm looking for. I bought some other things that I'm intending on playing, and uh, yeah, the list is starting to grow, starting to get bigger. I paid a visit to uh, 13 AM Game Studio this week, and I got a bunch of recommendations from those guys that have games nice. I should try out. So nice. What are they working on? Scoop. Oh. <laughs> those guys, those guys are, those guys are always got stuff on the go, man. Yeah, yeah. I, they they surprised me with all the all the stuff that they showed me that that they've got sort of, uh, you know, on the irons that they have on the fire, and it's I'm pretty excited to see what's coming up with those guys. You don't you don't say that I, that wasn't trying. No, to I know, I know. Okay. As a matter of fact, I, I specifically asked them like what I could say or whatever, but they. You know, they're just they're just working working away. Yeah. yeah whenever I see, whenever I see them, I just make a joke about a Rumbo switch port. <laughs> then they just kind of ignore me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it's happening. I'd rather have a, a like a secret. Like I hope what they're working on is a Rumbo. Like I have no idea. They don't tell me anything. Dan could be quiet. I don't know how much he knows. But I hope they're personally. I hope they're working on like a Rumbo two like switch. Like right. not a port. Like an actual like sequel. Um, just because I played enough run both, I, I don't need it like on Switch. Yeah. That's well, cool. I mean, like, uh, like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know about any of that, but um, you know, they certainly have a style. You know, they yeah. develop the style as a group together, and I think that's yeah. shine through in a lot of what they work on. And I think it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be sort of probably something that 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 screams 13 a.m. Whatever it is. Yeah. I think it would be cool too. Rumbo Switch would be cool. I'm I'm down with whatever whatever they do. So and you're right, they have a certain style that I feel like as soon as they announce the game, uh, it'll make sense. It'll be like yeah, yeah. Uh, before I get to the games I've been playing, just want to give a shout out to the patrons: uh, Pierre, Brian, Gene, Tabby, M5 Games, Gigi, Renaud, Lindsay, Tyler, Brian, Marina, Ben, Stephen, Lee, Devin, Toby, Dan, Chris, Anthony, and Aaron. Uh, if you're looking for a freelancer. Specifically, an audio guy, maybe consider Jake uh, Bunno or Dan Rodriguez or Brian Yoon. Uh, if you're looking for an artist, Lindsay Gallant. And if you're looking for a writer, uh, you can hit up Devin. Uh, you can find all that on trainingindustry.com slash freelancers, freelancers, contractors. Devin Wiersma. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. And you got to give, you got to give the Tyler's a, a, a last initial. It's two Tyler's. You got to give, give. Oh, it's T Bud. Isn't it? Nice. Tyler B. Tyler Bud. 
Is there another Tyler? I thought you said Tyler twice. Uh, Toby, Anthony, Devin, Nate, Steven, Ben, Marina, Brian. No, I don't think so. I just wanted to get you some names. Maybe that was it. I thought thought you said Tyler twice. Okay. Uh, And then, of course, you can always check out machinasound.com, their official sponsor of the website and all stuff. This Machina Sound, M-A-C-H-I-N-I-M-A sound.com. And they're on the website and stuff like that, too, so you can go from there. Check them out. Boom. Uh, I finished Zelda this week, as I said earlier. Beat it yesterday, actually. Um, still have a lot to do, because like, once you beat it, uh, it it does the kind of thing where it just like it kind of warps you back to before you go into the last mission or whatever. Um, but it has a little star signifying that you beat it or whatever. And it gives you a percentage of your completion on what's in the world. And I'm at like 29% or something ridiculous. Holy smokes. After 60 hours. Because there's, there's two big collectibles. There's the shrines, which there's I think 120 of them. And that's the, um, those are like the mini kind of puzzle rooms that you get, uh, you get, I think they're called spirit orbs. And as soon as you get four spirit orbs, you can get a heart piece or a stamina upgrade. Uh, and then the other thing is Kororki seeds. There's 900 of these goddamn things. Um, and that increases like the, your inventory space. And I caught like a hundred of them. Um, and the, it's damn near impossible to find all of them because there's nothing like with the shrines. If you're near a shrine, your radar will kind of start going off. But with the quirky seeds, there's no way to know from there's what no, there's no radar for those. No. So, and they're, and they're like, they could be anywhere from there's like kind of a, a stump that you have to step on and then like a little mini game of archery hits and you gotta shoot all the things or they could just be under a rock that looks weird um they're kind of like just all over the place but from what i can tell i haven't looked online to see if this is confirmed or not so take take it at my word um nobody's done it no i thought i remember reading on kotaku that someone did get all 900 but i would have no freaking idea how they did that yeah that'd be like Super hard. You would have to go through the whole map and marking them off, looking online to see where else people are recording them, and then just kind of like go up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, and uh, with the first uh, DLC, they're releasing the mask to help you do it. So. Oh, right, right. So I would feel pretty bad to be that one dude who managed to get all 900 then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, like, amazing game. Uh, kind of a lackluster last boss fight, but whatever. But the whole package itself, just dope. Um, I picked up NBA Playgrounds as well, which is frustratingly fun. Oh, it's, yeah? It's a little, like, the timing is so weird. Like, layups and shit are the hardest thing in the game, which makes no sense. Um, and the rumble on the on the Switch version just like feels like the switch is about to blow up. Like it's so such a powerful like right. Um but it's the game it's, doesn't look good, man. I was like I saw some videos and let's plays. It doesn't look good. No? It's like, fun. I don't know. It, it and it has that it feels like NBA Jam, but it doesn't have the like the oomph about it. Like you the commentators right. are pretty like lackluster. And that was a big part of NBA Jam, right? And the dunks are crazy and all that shit, but the timing is just like hard to kind of pull off and it's cool to have like an updated roster and stuff like that. And, and, and it's, it's solid, like it's 20 bucks. So it's a solid game and they said they're going to patch it and stuff and, and, and whatnot. 
So I'll be interested. Right. I, I, they pretty much admitted that they wanted to get the game out before the playoffs were over. Um, and, and so that they released it like sooner and that they're just going to patch it. Um, right. And there's like some big names that are missing. Like Clay Thompson apparently isn't in the game. Um, so they're going to add him in a patch and stuff. Free patches too. But it's fun, but it's definitely not. Like the 2000, I think it was like 2010 or 2011, like NBA Jam from P- on PS3 was like a dope experience, like really, really well done. Right. Uh, and this isn't as well done, but it's still fun. Uh, and those are really the two games I played this week. Right on. So, so this is like, don't they have big bobbleheads in playgrounds? Uh, yeah, it's like big head mode. Like it's not. Oh, oh, so they have regular heads too. Because no, the trailer no. just had like big heads. No, no, sorry. They are like it's like over exaggerated heads. Yeah. Does that screw with the physics at all? Like, like when you're playing it, or do they just pretend that they have normal heads? No, the head never. I don't even think like the head, the ball ever makes contact with the head. So it's not like if you pass and your big ass heads in the way. <laughs> it pretty much like. Every pass... Or if they're running full tilt and they get really top-heavy and just fall. That'd be, awesome. <laughs> That'd be dope. I don't think... Uh, I don't think there's any way to, like, intercept a pass. Like, every pass seems to just go straight to the person. Right. And it's a very steel-heavy game. It's really hard to... to, um, to block. Um, oh, okay. But I don't know if that's... That might be just, like, trying to get better. Like, it's hard to block, like... Kind of, it's like a 3D game, right? So you might be off the off the plane by like a few in-game inches or whatever. Um, okay. So that stuff, like I can understand, just getting better at. But the layup and and stuff, like I, I played maybe not much, like two or three hours of the game, and like layups are the hardest thing in the game, like easy, just because the timing, um, the the timing of the release is just you're either early or late, and it's just it seems to be so like small that. You have to be pretty much perfect, and it's just difficult. Um, I think it's like a little unbalanced in that way. So it's it needs some work, but it's fun. It's a fun game. But like if you're, I was I was really kind of wanting an NBA Jam style game. Like I was in the mood for it, so I bought it day one. But if you're not, like there's no reason to like pick it up right away. You might as well wait for patches or something like that. Cool. That's how I feel. Um, let's go to news time. News, news, news. Wait, sorry. Do we have any events that we want to hype up? <laughs> uh, Game Dev Drake's May 24th. Pheasant Plucker, 7.30. Be there. Who's going there? Who is it? Uh, we're gonna oh, have that's some... a bit different, right? Yeah, so this was a little different. We're going to have some student, the student winners oh, from right, right. Uh, Level Up going to come and chit-chat. Nice. Yep. Cool. 24th? Yep. Awesome. Um, Is that like two weeks from now, a week from now, rah, rah. <laughs> the last ten days, uh, ten days. Yeah, it's the fourteenth. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, ten days. All right, Dan. Is there anything you want to hype up, or you just want to be you? Like you're uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Who's fixing all the plumbing in your, in your house? You want to hype them up? Um, they have been pretty good. First on site. That's what they're called. We'll try it. Like, cause I was, cause it happened on a Friday night, which is like my worst nightmare. Cause I'm like, no, now we have to deal with this leak for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, cause nobody's going to come until Monday. And I had, some, not only did I have somebody out to look at it on Friday night, they cracked open the ceiling and set up all the dehumidifiers and fans and stuff on Friday night too. 
they didn't get out of my place till like 10 30. It's crazy. Cause yeah, that that's sucks. Cool. Um, I love how thir- did 13 games know? Cause they like tweeted like, Oh, retweet if you want Dan to, uh, tweet more. No, I didn't know, right? Cause I had, I had, I went over to their, their place on the Friday when I was in the city. And then, uh, when I got home is when I found out. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know if, if, if we clarified that, but basically I had like a slow leak in my bathroom upstairs and it leaked right through my living room ceiling. And I don't know, it must have been going on forever because it was such a slow leak. And uh, that's it. Facts of life. That always scares me just because, is there someone, up, like, oh, it's your bathroom above. So that always scares me because we're like in a stacked townhouse. So the people, like the, the floor above us is like a completely different unit. Um and so that, and like we're beside one too. So I'm always like afraid that like their bathtub's just going to blow up one day or something and leaking will just run down. That, that has happened to some friends of mine where, you know, I mean, insurance covers it obviously, but it's just pain. It's just pain in the ass though. Like it's huge pain. Yeah. That yeah. Ha- I think it's pretty frequent in like new condos too. Like just you build this giant like new condo, you're trying to rush it to like get out and stuff like that. And then like yeah. 200 people move in or some shit. And then like at some point, a bathtub's not going to be properly sealed or something. Oh, yeah. I remember one time I used to live in this uh, apartment in Hamilton, and my neighbors, the cops came over because there was this crazy smell emanating from their apartment. And uh, somebody called the cops because they thought it was a dead body in there or something like that. That's how bad it was. And it turned out that it was just ferrets that were just basically crapping all over the house. The ferrets and they just were like kind lived of, in the thing, like they weren't. Things. Well, there were there were hoarders that had ferrets, and oh. so it was just like I, I just kind of poked my head in when the cops were there, and it was just like newspapers soaking up like feces and all this stuff, and it was just disgusting. I guess somehow they were used to it. Yeah. That's uh, gross. that's gross. <laughs> so that's a bad neighbor story right there. Neighbors are the worst. Uh, anyways, news time again. Um, four things this week. Number one, Chinese Talisman is creating a spin-off game called Caveman Cliff Crazy. Oh, yeah. June 1st. Uh, Patreon's got a few codes. So you can go to patreon.com slash game. That's a free chance uh, a couple codes. It'll be a free download on June 1st, though, so make sure to hit it up. But if you haven't downloaded Caveman Cliff, it's a fun game. But this one's a little bit uh, different where... Uh, well, actually, I'll just read it. In Caveman Cliff Crazy, it's now Cliff's mission to drive the Paradactyls crazy. It's fast-paced and timed for 90 seconds, and Cliff wants to push as many boulders off the cliff as possible. Group boulders for multipliers and fill the anger meter and get more stars. Can you get 10,000 stars in 90 seconds? Yeah, that looks like fun. I haven't played it yet. Uh, well, actually, the code, any time I get codes, I just give them to Patreon. So I'll just, I'll wait June 1st for this one, but... Um, he said he was going to reach out to you, Dan. Did he? Did he? Man. He did, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab it this week. Nice. Super excited to try it out. I had a lot of fun with uh, Caveman Cliff, actually, so I'm excited to see uh, how how different this one is. Nice. Uh, but free download June first. I'll do another post on June first when it actually comes out too. So. Word. But they download the Caveman Cliff because I think it, is that one a free download? I'm going to quickly go look. I forget. I remember one of his games was a free download. And then he kind of took all the like DLC part of it and and just right. combined it into one game. That was like Warp Looter or something, right? <laughs> oh, was it? Uh, Maybe, yeah. And he has a bundle now, too, where you can get all the three apps. So I don't think there's any DLC in, in Caveman Cliff, is there? I don't know. Warp Looter has it, I know that. But, um... You can buy all, uh, purchased separately. Yeah, I'm forgetting. But anyways, it's Shiny Talisman, so if you check them out on the iOS store, you can, you can see. 
because um, I can't see if it's a price game or not, because I've already like bought it or downloaded it or whatever. I don't think there's a way you can see the price. No ads, no in-app purchases, so I'm assuming it's a it costs something. Yeah, but it's not much. No. Uh, number two. Actually, do I have the same order as you guys? Yeah, I do. Uh, Dragon, uh, Dragon, uh, Dragon of Legends demos on the Microsoft Store. So nice. Thrive Games, they did the Kickstarter for this. It's kind of a, a pixelated, I think, MMO that they're looking to do. But this is a single-player demo, and it's very much like I didn't really look at it. Um, yeah. Oh. Actually, yeah, they say free offline demo. So give it a shot. It's on Microsoft Store. Uh, I tried downloading it, and then it wasn't like... Not the game wasn't working, the download wasn't working. Like it would, it would look like it's starting to download and then just kind of crap out. Oh, so right. many people want to try. It's crashing the servers. <laughs> Probably that. <laughs> <clears throat> it's one of those. Everyone's going to try to Windows.com to see. Oh, I should download this game. So hmm. I haven't opened like my Microsoft Store in forever. It does have such a cool vibe. This game. I love the art style. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. To be honest, I didn't go on the the Microsoft Store for a long time until this story came out. Yeah, it's really tight. It just it looks great. Uh, and if you're a Kickstarter, you're getting some some uh, updates recently too. And, and just recently, they said that Kickstarter people would start getting the the online portion of the alpha or demo or whatever, however you want to call it. So, um, games coming along, so that'll be cool. Hopefully, it's this year. Yep, I, I hope so too. I kickstarted it. So. Oh, did you? Dan, did you yeah. kickstart it? I don't recall. Oh, oh probably not. Oh yeah, just assume the worst of me, Steve. As I like. Did you uh, kickstarter it, Steve? Yeah, buddy. I, I just, I just have a bad memory. Classic Dan. <laughs> I, uh, it's possible. I don't know. Are you guys making fun of me for having like early Alzheimer's? Maybe, maybe it's you. Was that off the podcast or on? I can't remember now. Dan is older, so. Am I older than you? Then Steve? Yeah. You're older than me, yeah, but Brett's the oldest here. Oh, are you? I think so. Hmm. Well, what, how old are you, Brett? Uh, 37. Oh, yeah, by a little bit. Dan, how old are you? 33. Oh, you're all old men. That's fine. I, I give less cares the older I get, so... <laughs> well, when I met you, you didn't really give many cares either, so... Yeah, it's just getting worse. <laughs> Your default was five out of ten back then, and now yeah, yeah. Now I'm done with four. Soon it'll be three. When I hit forty, it'll just be two. <laughs> uh, number three, plasma punchers now steel. Uh, t- tomato trap. I think I'm pronouncing that right. See, I don't write the stories anymore. It's Heather. tomato trap. Tomato trap. <laughs> Who's writing the stories? Heather. Yeah, she writes way better than you. Yeah, oh, way better. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm used to reading your, uh... your garbage caveman words. <laughs> <laughs> now this is like so much tighter. I'm like, wow, Steve's already got better. It, we haven't caught a, what's it called, a typo in a while. So yeah. I was wondering what was going on. That's the, that's the reason for it. I, I don't write as many um, things anymore. I'm focusing on like the YouTube stuff. And then right. Heather focuses on the promotion and the, the writing stuff. Thank God, yeah. Heather. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Plasma Punch, uh, the player is the last remaining white blood cell tasked with destroying the mother microbe and its army. An action brawler with three difficulty modes and extra powers can be activated. It looks pretty, like... Um, it looks fun. Yeah, it looks fun. I think it's a pretty cheap game. 
I think it's only like seven dollars or so right now on Steam. Is there yeah. a video? Uh, no, six forty nine on Steam. And Just remember, you can what? About six forty nine, bud. Oh, please. <laughs> is that the? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> as me or as Dan? As as Dan. Oh, okay. Well, I don't play the lottery, so. Neither do I. Uh, it's just imagine, though, isn't it? Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I got the melody, right? Well, now there's the... Is it still just imagine? Because now they do the one where it's like people are playing on a golf course or some shit, and then they like it overlays with some audio of people in a factory. and It'll like, always still right. be that to me. Yeah. It's like, hey, we won. What do you mean we won? We won <laughs> one of Yeah, that's awesome. I actually scored one of those commercials when I used to work at the eggplant back in the day. Did you really? Yeah, the one with the girls that are all at like some like uh like retreat in Cuba and they're and I guess they're back home at you know, the audio is about them back home having coffee in a coffee place or something like that. And then you're watching them at some retreat in Cuba or something. Probably the best damn audio version of the Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's that one uh there's always that one too where I think it's a lot of Max. But where they the the people buy the house for the grandparents or some shit oh, yeah. on the lake. They just buy like a lake and like five houses on it or some shit. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Play lottery, Lotto Six Forty Nine brought to you by Lotto Six Forty Nine. <laughs> yeah, let's get some of those uh, promo money. Yeah, out. I should contact Lotto Six Forty Nine and that other and the, the contractors that Dan's using and just being like, Hey, we give a shout out to to you guys on the podcast, maybe. Oh yeah, they they definitely care about that for sure. The um <laughs> I remember, oh man, like I was reading some article about some dude who wanted to get, who did the, actually did the math behind finding out um, if you could actually um, buy every single combination of tickets to guarantee a win right. and how that would uh, work like practically. And it was a really interesting article because essentially he was like, well, you'd have to, he came to the conclusion that you'd have to have like, like 50 vendors going 24 seven, like all week just to print out those tickets. And then you'd have to hire people to be at those vendors to print out the specific numbers and, and this is how much all the tickets would cost and everything. And in the end, it just totally wasn't worth it. Yeah. I think, uh, cause Canada, it's, it's, um, it's capped at like 60 million or something, but in the States, the lotto ball or whatever it's called grows to like hundreds of millions of dollars yeah and i think i remember reading like a today i learned on reddit where some students in harvard or some shit figured out that they could buy like if they bought like a million dollars of tickets or something it would guarantee them or statistically it would guarantee them like a winning lotto and they won like 400 million or something something like that in like a simulation no, I think in real life, I I I don't want to. I might be butchering the story and not remembering correctly, but basically, yeah. the thing was that like in the states, Lotto Ball can like grow to kind of like insane numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you pay tax on them, but they they do grow like higher like than than what we have here in Canada. So yeah, but you gotta still like practically do it, right? No, you're right. Yeah, you still have to be at the store and have the person. Just, spend all his whole day printing the tickets or some shit. So I don't know. Maybe Google, someone Google it. I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's on there. Uh, number four, last thing for the week, uh, the first look at gameplay for Distant. So Distant is the snowman game, but they're partnering with Slingshot and Satchel. 
Um, Didn't we have a bet on this game or something like that? Of no, that it, was where cards fall. Oh, where cards fall. Right. Oh, what type of game that was. This and actually, they were pretty quiet with it, and then I think we... I don't think we've gotten gameplay footage of... Uh, um, I don't think we've gotten gameplay footage of uh, of where cards fall. No, we haven't yet. So they released some for distance. So, quote, sun-drenched and uh, plastered above the surface with an ancient darkness lurking beneath. This world is just one of the many you'll traverse as it unraveled distance secrets. What are the giant beasts lumbering in the distance? Who is the powerful cloak traveler you're guiding? And what exactly are those glowing thermal shards? Um, they're pretty, they're usually pretty quiet with like things about their games. They kind of just like release them in very, uh, in spurts. Yeah. Cause there's Skate City too. And all we got on Skate City is like a few tweets and like a few like seconds of like colored gameplay. So, but this looks like a 2D journey for me. We were talking about journey the other day. Um, with like the kind of cape going on and just like the floaty mechanics and stuff like that. Yeah. It reminded me of like a 2D journey, which I'm down with. It's definitely a 2D Mario game. It kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, a, a side-scrolling um, below, too. <laughs> because you're yeah. so far away from the character, like the perspective of it. Yeah. That's oh. why it's called Distant, bro. <laughs> I forgot about that. words, man. So you check the trailer and all these stories that we just talked about on TryingInDose.com and stuff like that. This game looks okay. I'm down with it. It looks a little too, like, it also, you can kind of tell it's like Alto's adventure art style. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, where's the challenge? Well, it's a minute and 50, it's a 70 second, like, trailer. Yeah, but it's very empty. I think, that's yeah. the, I think that's the point, though, because Alto's Adventure is very empty, but it got really difficult. Like, there's not much going on in Alto's Adventure either. Do you think this is, like, uh, procedurally generated, or is this, like, uh, or do you think this is, uh, like, um, I don't know. Like, actually constructed levels and stuff? Yeah, could, it probably is constructed levels. Yeah, it seems that way, right? So, so that, you know, it could be, it could be anything. I have no idea, really. Well... Yeah, I'd play it. But I'm just like, where's the challenge? That's all. Well, you don't know until you got it in your hands, right? Yeah, well, just from looking at it, just from that trailer, it doesn't hype me up. Because I'm like, where's the where's the challenge? Where's the farming? Uh, well, yeah, How are you supposed cool. to farm in a desert? You can't do it. Four out of ten. Yeah, you could, you could farm in a desert. What do you mean? That's the whole reason why they hate deserts. You can't do anything. Did I tell you guys I finally beat Journey? Oh, did you? Did you ever play it before? Uh, yeah, that must have been that must have been this week as well. Uh, no, I had never played it before. Oh, I it I like Journey, I but I I wasn't as high on it as like other people have been. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but I I did like. What did you think of it? Was it the sort of amazing experience that you've heard about? Or amazing? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I kind of avoided because like just it didn't really appeal to me on the on the sort of surface of it so when i finally got down to it um it was uh, it was a it was a trudge getting through the first you know 20 minutes of it and then and then when it fi- once it finally picks up and things get a little bit more intense and you know the game mechanics start to solidify in your in your head and whatnot i was like okay yeah i, I understand why this was kind of a big deal right and um and then there were some moments that definitely, like, I was super stoked on. But uh, 
then it was over before I knew it, right? Like, it uh, beat it in less than two hours. Yeah, it was... Um, a really I short like game. short narratives and stuff, but but I like there to be a lot of narrative if it's a short game. Right. You know what I mean? Even if it's, like, environmental or whatever, I'd, I'd like there to be a lot of it jam-packed into a short game. Um, as opposed to not very much in a long game, or not very much at all, you know? Yeah. Um, like, Virginia, for me, was kind of perfect, because there's tons of narrative in a really short game. So, I still... I meant to look into that game, um, but I still have never really seen it. Journey, to me, was, like, one of those games that everyone was talking about. No one... Everyone would, like, not show up about this game. It's an amazing experience. Blah, 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 blah. And then I played it, and, and yeah, you can beat it in easily in one sitting. Um, and it certainly has its, like, awesome moments. Like, there's one where the sun's kind of setting and you're going down this, like, spirally thing. It, it, <laughs> it just, it looks like everything's kind of, like, shiny. Like, the, the yeah. sand's really shiny. Really, really beautiful. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, in a short kind of two, three-hour experience, you want, like, more of a story or more of a narrative or more of a reason of what, what you're, why you're doing. Like, and it's not that, like, think of Inside. Mm-hmm. Inside's another game that's like two, three hours, but there's way more story and narrative going on in that game than there is in Journey. Yeah, and it's all still environmental. It's all still no dialogue. Yeah. Or whatever. I, and again, like, I gotta say, for me, Virginia is like the sort of pinnacle of that because there's, it's just so much narrative, so much storytelling, so much, especially since it's cut like a film, it's so jam packed with that kind of stuff that, um, I, I've, you know, even though the gra- you know, it's not as pretty to look at or whatever, but it's the narrative is is through the roof. Mm-hmm. That, one. yeah, man. Cool. Um, any final thoughts on any of the things that we talked about? Mm, no, <laughs> I have none. That's fair. Uh. I had a really, really good discussion topic that I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember it. Does anyone... Oh, man. Early onset. I'm telling you. <laughs> I think we need Heather on the show. Yeah, you got to be careful with this stuff, man. Get the, get the ginkgo below, but the omega-3s going. Omega-3. Yeah, you need some fish oils or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just play it. So what's up? No. <laughs> I can't. I, I really wanted to remember what my discussion was. So I was playing Zelda, and I, and I was just like, "Oh, this is a really good topic." And I meant to mention something in the WhatsApp, um, and I don't think my phone was around me. So why don't we just kind of talk about um, E3 is kind of coming up. Maybe it's a little early to do an E3 hype show, so we'll do or not hype, but uh, prediction show. Maybe we'll do that next week or towards the end of the month. Um, but with with Zelda and kind of other big names kind of already out of the woods horizon, all that stuff, what's uh, what's what's a game that we know about or maybe we don't know about that we're kind of like looking forward to that's coming out this year? So whether it's Mario, Splatoon, Call of Duty, whatever. Yeah, it's Odyssey for me because that's my tipping point on the on the, on the Switch. Is that when you're going to get it? Well, I think so because I still got so many. There's still so many PlayStation 3 games, let alone PlayStation 4 games I want to get through. So there's, it's not really like I don't have that that bug yet. I mean, Zelda does it for me, but at the same time, I've got a lot of stuff that I want to get through. So Mario would be great because it's a little bit more casual too. You know, it's not something that'll just like suck 60 hours of your life if you can't drop it. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking, yeah, something like that would be the tipping point for me. 
The amazing thing about the Switch, though, is just, like, the portability of it. Like, I know I've kind of hyped it, but the system is... I'm playing the system, like, one, two hours every day just because I'll, like, chill on the couch, just get grab the Switch and do a few things in Zelda or do a couple of races in Mario Kart, and while we're watching TV, you're just, like, kind of winding down for the night and stuff like that. So I'm playing this console, like, well, practically, like, every day. I was talking to, to Heather's brother uh, yesterday because we did the Zelda, the Zelda Escape Room yesterday. Right, and uh, I was telling him like, oh, I just beat Zelda and I got NBA Playgrounds and I downloaded Blaster Master, although I haven't tried it yet, and played Mario Kart, blah blah blah. And he was just like, I haven't played my Switch in like three weeks. I'm like, how is that even possible? Like this thing, this is the easiest console to ever right like, just randomly play for 20 minutes. So do you not play like iOS games on the toilet anymore? Just bring your Switch in there. Uh, no, I don't want to bring the Switch into the toilet. That's so cool. I still play. That's cool for sure. You definitely <laughs> do. <laughs> No, I got. I have. I downloaded Tap Titans too. Yeah. Right. Um. Sure. So, so that's been my iOS game. Okay. You're just you're just rocket so switch on the toilet. I know you are. I probably did it at least a couple times. <laughs> but it's not like a go-to for me. It's not like oh, I gotta go to the washroom, better go grab Zelda. It's set up on 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 your on your uh, toilet bowl tank. I know it. That's where the dock is. There's yeah. like a dock station, <laughs> a TV just right there. Perfect. So Mario Odyssey is where you, where you're going to make the switch to switch. You think? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm interested to see what else pops up. Like I'm definitely interested to see what happens PlayStation Four wise. I don't know if they're going to mention anything about some of the highly anticipated stuff. You know, I, I like I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear anything about, um, you know, Last of Us. Oh, I can't wait for that game. As a big uh, Crash Bandicoot fan, I thought you were going to say the Crash Bandicoot re, uh, reimagining or whatever they call it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm probably gonna pre-order that. That's already like, you know, that the pre-order's already out, so I'm probably gonna probably jump on that at some point. Yeah, it's like, is that that's coming out soon? I feel like that's a yeah, like that a is June or July title. Is that the end of the month? It's not the end of the month. I'm gonna look it up for you, uh, Brett. What's what what, what game are you kind of looking forward to? I'm I'm in the same boat with Dan. Odyssey. Yeah. I need that Mario. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I really hope it doesn't get delayed because they're on such a high with uh with with the Switch right now like they're crushing it and if they have to add E3 if they're like yeah Mario Odyssey will be available February fifteenth no it's gonna probably be available September or October I think I think it's like October November but yeah. we won't discuss that because that could be a prediction for one of us uh in a couple episodes yeah Crash right. Bandicoot, uh insane trilogy comes out June thirtieth June thirtieth yeah. Because, like, yeah, for me, Mario's always been the system seller, so I'm waiting. Yeah. I think now, going forward, those, like, they're going to try to get Zelda's to come out for each system at launch. Oh, probably. Because <laughs> you think of their, like, Switches had a huge launch to Zelda. We had a huge launch and successful run Zelda. And then, like, Wii U was a 2D Mario. Yeah. And it had a good launch, but obviously did not succeed the way they would want it. So I'm, it's Zelda I'm, I'm the face of the it. franchise now? What's going on here? I don't know. Zelda's certainly their like more hardcore series. Mario's I think Mario will always be the face of Nintendo though. Yeah. Yeah, Mario is never not going to be the face of Nintendo. It's just Mario is Mario, man. It, Mario still moves units. It's just Zelda's it's Zelda's turn. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be interested to see like at the end of the day, like which one sells more, Zelda Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey? And obviously yeah. it has to do with the fact with like which game is kind of better. Like 
yeah. Mario, for all we know, Mario, uh, very unlikely, but Mario Odyssey could be like the sunshine, the Mario Sunshine of the series where it's like people really love it, but then quite a few people are kind of just like mad on it. Um, Norman Caruso, aka the gaming historian, did release uh, his sort of um, historical background on Mario RPG, which is actually quite interesting. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I have that in my queue. I'm yeah, watch but, he's, but he's interested in watching that. Check it out. They need the virtual console, and, and I would love that. Oh, I, can't, I, I can't wait for the virtual console. I can't wait for so much on the Switch, just because like, the portability of it is like the greatest thing in the world. If this thing had a, a freaking achievement system or trophy system, I would like the PS4 would be collecting dust right now. Because that's really the only time where I'm like, I don't want to play a Switch, where I'm just like, I feel like just kind of getting some trophies right now. And then I'll pop, right. in, I'll pop in Overwatch or, or some game that on PS4, like Resident Evil or something. That I don't really even really want to play that much. But I'm just like, I just want to kind of collect some trophies. Right. And that's what it's kind of becoming. If, if Nintendo at E3 is just like, all right, we got a sticker system. All you got to do is just do all these <laughs> stupid mundane shit in our video games. And you'll collect stickers and you can share them with all your friends and brag to your friends about how you got the platinum sticker or something. PS4 would, would have a tough time uh, for in, in this household, I think. It'd just yeah, be like for I, an exclusives. I don't. I. I. I was. I'm assuming Nintendo's gonna tell us about their online stuff at E3. I gotta imagine, but again, be smart. Um, yeah, this might be a good place to end podcast because I don't want to dive too deep into E3 because I do want to have kind of a show dedicated to it. Uh, all right, okay. and all that stuff. So, sorry to cut you off. See ya. <laughs> All right, but that's, peace uh, out, everyone. That was fun. All right, we're not leaving just yet because i got to hype out all the stuff, stupids. Okay. <laughs> if you want to follow Brett and all of his ventures, you can do so at Brett Meeser on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the stuff, right? Yep. Uh, if you want to follow Dan... TP Smoke. The- Check out TP Smoke. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe on <laughs> Twitch at TP Smoke. Uh, hold on, I, I forgot. I always forget that I do Tweet of the Week for Composing Dan. If you want to follow Dan and all his adventures on trying to fix his house... You should, yeah. I find it funny that you do tweet of the week on me because I, I say like the least important stuff. Yeah. And the least amount of stuff. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a real stretch. <laughs> Dang, that Vol, Volpec? Vol, Volpec? Oh my god, that was a great show. Show last night, The Phoenix was on point. Been yeah. a while since I've seen an entire show that had me on the hook. It was, it was really an amazing show. I, phew. I've seen I've seen a lot you know, I've seen Stevie Wonder, I've seen the police, I've seen Red Hot Chili Peppers, I've seen a lot of really good acts. Wolfpack just blew my face right off. Nice. I was so stoked on that show. It was so good. Anybody out there, if you have not listened to Wolfpack, V U L F P E C K, check that out. It's awesome. Boom. Dan approved. Dan approved. Dan approved. <laughs> Uh, and then you can follow Toronto Game Does basically at every single thing on the internet. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, I think, as well. Um, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe, we just hit 150 YouTube subscribers, so that's pretty sweet. So upwards and onwards. And uh, we'll see you next week.